Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Have you heard the news? The best podcast for dinosaur fans is out and a roaring good time for all. What happens when a bolt of lightning hits a digger machine on top of a site that's full of dinosaur fossils? Uh, the digger turns into Digger Rex, of course. Join Digger Rex, the half-dinosaur, half-digger, on his adventures by searching for Digger Rex on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This Shaggy Dog Tale Story Club members is one of my all-time favorites and never fails to make my skin crawl. It's one I call Rex the Ghost Dog. So you've heard all about the ghosts of people who return to a place after physical death. If you haven't, then you aren't tuning in enough to Ivy's chilling tales. But what about an animal? Many people believe, or have witnessed, that like people, animals can become ghosts too. Some have claimed that beloved pets, after being long dead, have returned home in spirit form. I covered Sally Ann Jarrett, the ghost dog that haunts Gettysburg, but this is an entirely different kind of haunting. That's right, devoted listeners. This dog haunting occurred during the early part of the 20th century. It happened in a place known as Sunnybank, an estate in New Jersey that was the home of Albert Payson Terhoon, a famous author of dog stories. Mr. Terhoon was a great dog lover. He adored collies, but his favorite pet was a crossbreed named Rex, who was completely and totally devoted to the writer. Rex was a large dog, the size of a Great Dane, with a light brown coat and an angry-looking scar across his forehead. The scar made Rex appear more ferocious than he really was. Although Rex felt it was his duty to bark at every guest who crossed the threshold of Mr. Terhoon's home, most of the time he could be found curled up at the author's feet. From his resting spot, Rex would look up at his master's face as he sat at the typewriter in his study, crafting another best-selling canine tale. You can see why Rex was Mr. Terhoon's favorite doggo, right? Good ol' Rex. And then, tragedy struck. In March 1916, Rex was killed in an accident. Greatly saddened at the loss of his beloved and devoted pet, Mr. Terhoon wrote the story, Lad, a Dog, as a tribute to the memory of his sweet pupper, Rex. About a year after Rex's death, a longtime friend of Mr. Terhoon, Reverend Appleton Grannis, paid a visit to Sunnybank. Mr. Grannis had not visited his friend's home in many years. After a stroll around the estate and a pleasant afternoon meal, Mr. Grannis remarked to Mr. Terhoon, I thought, Bert, that you only fancied collies. Yes, Mr. Terhoon replied. In fact, all the dogs in my home are collies. But what about that dog that stood all afternoon on the porch looking in through the window at you? The reverend said. The dog with the short light brown coat with a nasty peculiar scar on his forehead. What's his name? Terhu knew that was the description of his old friend Rex, but how could that be? Did Mr. Grannis see Rex's ghost? 
I don't know, Mr. Terhoon finally answered. The appearance of the strange dog remained a mystery. In the autumn of 1918, Henry A. Healy, a businessman who was interested in crossbreeding dogs, visited Mr. Terhoon. On an early trip to Sunnybank, Mr. Healy had been impressed with Rex and knew how devoted he was to his master. What Healy didn't know, however, was that Rex passed away on that fateful day in the spring of 1916. After dinner, and long hours spent by talking by the fireside, Mr. Healy got ready to say goodnight. Just before leaving, he sighed wistfully and said, Bert, I wish there was some creature on Earth that adored me as much as Rex does you. I watched him all evening. He laid there at your feet the whole time, looking up at your face. Needless to say, Mr. Terhoon was shocked by his guest's comments. Good heavens, he exclaimed. Rex has been dead now for over two years. Mr. Healy, however, stood by what he saw, saying, I can swear that he was lying at your feet all evening, just as I've seen him do since he was a puppy. Mr. Terhoon pondered his friend's words. A collie named Bruce was the only dog Terhoon never allowed in his study. After Rex died, Bruce never even stepped on the patch of floor where Rex used to lie. Bruce would always walk around Rex's spot on the floor, as if to avoid something invisible that was laying there. Could Rex's ghost have been lying at his master's feet, just as he did when he was alive? Mr. Terhoon was skeptical of ghosts, human or otherwise. Yet, two of his most level-headed friends claimed they saw Rex two years after his death. Did the ghost of Rex walk the halls and sleep on the floors of Sunnybank? Neither Mr. Terhoon nor anyone else could be sure. Wasn't that an eerie little dog tale, devoted listeners? My toy poodle Spike loves me, but I'm not sure if he's gonna lay at my feet and stare up at me lovingly as I stuff my face with Cool Ranch Doritos and binge watch Netflix. If I know my little Spike, he's more likely to be looking up lovingly at the Doritos. One thing I did notice was that both Sally and Rex, even after their untimely deaths, still stayed devoted to the people who raised them. Dogs are well known for their loyalty to humans, but carrying that commitment over into the afterlife is some serious devotion. Now I want to go hug my dog. Maybe you should hug yours too, if you have one. Aww. And you know what else makes me go aww? Knowing how much you all are loving the R.L. Stein Story Club t-shirts and hoodies I made for you. Thank you so much for supporting Story Club by shopping at GoKidGo.com and leaving me such lovely messages. This club is growing larger every day with the best and the bravest members. But don't forget that there are loads of stories on the Go Kid Go network for those moments when you don't want to be looking over your shoulder. Like Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow. Oh, and of course Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Fluesbell. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or Fluesbill wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way to a great time. Join me back here tomorrow for another eerie episode, because every R.L. Stein Story Club member deserves a little scare every day. Ivy out! Go Kid Go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? 
So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.